Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Roast West Coast Podcast. I'm glad you're spending some time this holiday season to get smarter with me about coffee. Every Friday during season one of this show, Chris O'Brien, founder, operator, proprietor, and the pretty face behind Coffee Cycle in Pacific Beach, San Diego, has been educating us on the ins and outs of coffee, hopefully helping us make the best cup of coffee we can at home, and allowing us to appreciate the moments in our mornings devoted to imbibing this delicious drink. Chris is the coffee maven I've chosen to turn my coffee education over to, and this week we're breaking down the differences between coffee drink styles, like cappuccino versus latte, and we even dig into the controversial coffee drink, the flat white. This episode is dropping only a few days before New Year's. I, for one, have been looking forward to turning the page on 2020. If you need help putting together your New Year's list of resolutions, I can help you with the top two. First, always drink good coffee. Second, be sure to subscribe to the Roast West Coast newsletter with your email at roastwestcoast.com. There you can get show updates, recaps, and a lot more coffee content, including links to Coffee Cycle and promos and discounts at Coffee Roasteries. We've had several signups in the last few weeks, and I've been excited to welcome them into the Roast family. Plus, if you sign up for a paid subscription, we've been using those proceeds to provide great coffee to some of the frontline healthcare workers in San Diego County. And this week, we expanded that by making a donation to help provide aid for hospitality workers who have just been hammered by the continued yo-yoing. The pandemic has put them and their employers in the hospitality industry into this year. Head to RoastWestCoast.com to subscribe. There is a great offer going on through the last few days of 2020 for a full year of the Roast West Coast newsletter and a copy of my book, Eli and Jane, which has some pretty great coffee shop scenes. If you sign up, look for a message for me to set up shipping of the book and some roast coffee swag. And now, it's time to get coffee smarter. And for another cup of coffee. Welcome, everyone, to the Roast West Coast podcast. This is the part uh, where we try to get a little bit smarter about coffee with our coffee expert, Chris O'Brien from Coffee Cycle. Hello. Hey, Chris. Uh, His shop is down there in Pacific Beach, and you should all check it out or go online to coffee-cycle.com. Chris, this week I want to ask you about coffee drinks. I think it can be confusing when you go and you look at a coffee shop menu and there's cappuccinos, lattes, mocha latte, chinos, you know, whatever. It's like I'm talking to my mom right now. What's the difference between like your regular cup of coffee and one of these fancier drinks? And then break it down even further for us. Like what's the difference between a cappuccino and a latte? Sure. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, I I, I really meant it when it's like I'm talking to my mom. She still has no idea what the difference is, no matter how much I try. So maybe she'll listen to this and uh, maybe I'll actually get it, get it home for once. But yeah, so most people. Hello to Chris's mom. Hi, mom. (laughs) So uh, most people, you know, when they drink coffee, they just drink a cup of coffee, right? Uh, And it's water and coffee grounds, and that makes a cup of coffee. And we don't need any special equipment. I mean, maybe we have a Mr. Coffee brewer. Maybe we have a pour over. Maybe we have a French press. But it's just hot water and coffee grounds. And by putting the two of them together, some good stuff gets out of the coffee grounds and into the liquid coffee. And then we filter out the coffee grounds, and then you're left with a delicious cup of coffee, if you did it right. But in the last couple decades, you know, the idea of going to a coffee shop and getting a coffee drink made for you has become really popular. And it's all based around the espresso machine. And an espresso machine was invented in Italy outside of the city of Venice. And it's very simple when you put it like this, but it's basically using pressure to help brew the cup of coffee 
faster and more concentrated. So we use pressurized water. We use pumps that create pressure. We use very hot water. We pressurize the water and the coffee grounds so we get an entire cup's worth of coffee, an entire big coffee mug, 12, 12 ounces of coffee worth of coffee into one or two ounces of concentrated liquid coffee. So that is what espresso is. The word espresso literally just means with pressure. It means that we've brewed coffee with pressure and we've created a concentrated, miniature, powerful cup of coffee. But some people can't even drink a cup of diluted, bigger, normal black coffee. And so to try to drink this concentrated, super intense, pressure-brewed version of it is too much for them. And reasonably so. It's, it's, it's a lot. They say coffee is an acquired taste. Well, espresso is, is that next level. It's the extra concentrated version. And so it can be a lot to try to ingest uh, for someone who's not used to it. And so the um, method of preparation using the espresso machine also has a way of warming milk in a way that makes it extra tasty by injecting air and steam into the milk. And a lot of people now use milk alternatives like almond milk or oat milk and things like that. But you use the steam from the pressurized water that we have in the espresso machine and you steam the milk, you use the steam to warm it up and inject air into it. And that makes it fluffy and sweet. And it goes really well when you add that sweetened, fluffed milk to the concentrated brewed espresso. So that is the basis for all coffee shop drinks is this concentrated coffee in espresso and sometimes a steamed sweet milk that we're adding to it. Most basic espresso-based drinks are a straight espresso, an Americano, a cappuccino, and a latte. So what's the difference between all those? Espresso, we already went over. It's just concentrated coffee. Americano is interesting because you take that espresso and you've brewed it all concentrated, and then you add water to it to make it back to a normal coffee-type dilution. So this is interesting because you can get interesting flavors out of coffee when you brew it with pressure that you don't get out of it when you brew it without pressure. So like a pour-over or a French press. Exactly. So some people really like drinking Americanos because you've sort of added this element to it to create the espresso profile, but then you can take your time drinking it like more like it's a normal cup of coffee. And that also is interesting because you don't have to dilute it all the way back to a normal cup of coffee concentration. You can actually do it anywhere between the fully concentrated espresso and that normal cup of coffee. So you can really customize it to how you like your Americano. Now, the next one we mentioned is cappuccino. When you're steaming your milk, you can choose how much air to inject into it and how much foam and froth and fluffiness you can create from it. That's like a real skill that can be is difficult. When he's talking about steaming the milk, I've done this. You know, you're literally taking like a wand and, and sticking it into a glass or a cup of milk, usually like a little tin container, and you're forcing that air and that heat and that steam into it. And to try to whip it into the right consistency is something that takes practice. Yeah, and that's why, you know, a lot of people will have a favorite barista or a favorite shop because the 
nuances of training someone to do it just right or just how you like it or just how it's meant to be done by the espresso gods in Milan, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, this all really impacts the flavor of the beverage and how you drink it. You know, some shops, uh, when they do training, they don't even let the baristas that are training use words like foam. They want them to use words like texture because they don't want to imply that there's a different layer of foam sitting on top of a layer of milk. They want it to have an integrated texture to it. Now, this is getting about as pretentious as coffee can get. <laughs> but ultimately, the way that you steam this milk, the way that you put the wand that's emitting steam into the milk and inject a proportion of air and heat into the milk actually impacts the flavor of the beverage a lot. And the main way it impacts it is both the amount of air that you're, you're putting in, so how, how fluffy, how foamy the milk is, the temperature, how hot did you make the milk, and then those two factors contribute to how much do you, the, the customer, the, the drinker of the drink, taste the natural sweetness that's in the milk itself. Because milk, which is what this is based on, we, we do uh, milk alternatives now, but the chemistry of steaming milk is based on, on dairy milk, is based on cow milk, actually impacts how the human palate detects the lactose that's in the milk. And lactose is a sugar. So it's actually a natural sweetness that milk has. And the steaming of the milk impacts how you taste that sweetness. So a cappuccino, traditionally in Italy, is a third milk a third foam, and a third espresso. And it's in a specific size glass. It's a ceramic mug that's a five and a half ounce mug is a cappuccino mug. And so that's a pretty small amount of liquid. A standard American small is about 12 ounces. And a lot of those paper cups that are 12 ounces actually hold more than that. They hold about 14 ounces. You just got to imagine that a, a standard American small is actually almost three times larger. It's two to three times larger than a traditional cappuccino from Italy. So you have this cappuccino, which is you know defined by the foam and then sort of by the size of the cup. And then you also have a latte is the next step where there's less foam and it's often served in a larger cup. So maybe a 10 ounce cup or a 12 ounce cup is, is more traditional for a latte. All different shops and customers interpret these things different ways. You know, I like, if I drink an Americano, I like it to be pretty small, pretty short. I like a little bit of water added to my espresso. But some people like, you know, a full 12-ounce cup of hot water with a double shot of espresso added. It's almost the same concentration as a cup of coffee. I like my Americano to be a little bit stronger than a normal cup of coffee. If I'm going to be using espresso to concentrate the flavor of coffee. I don't want to lose all that concentration. I want to be, I want that intensity. Cappuccino, you know, some people love lots and lots of foam. And so they like a large cappuccino. They like a 12, 16, or even 20 ounce cappuccino because then they get to scoop out all that foam that's created and they get to drink it more. And the foam is what they, they like. They like having that, that light, fluffy texture to that milk. And then some people like a latte. They they really, you know, might not be crazy about the flavor of coffee, or maybe they just really like how good milk can taste when it's got that sweetening to it from the milk steaming, that natural sweetening, not having had anything added, but just having the steam added and just, just warming at the right temperature. So some people really just like the flavor of that milk and how it's accented by a small amount of concentrated coffee. 
So you have those kind of four classic espresso-based drinks of espresso, Americano, cappuccino, and latte. And I'm going to just say this to reinforce it. Cappuccino is a third espresso, a third milk, and a third texture and foam on the top. That's right. The latte is a little bit larger version, and it's less foam, uh, more of like a small layer of foam at the top, and then milk and espresso. Perfect. Yeah, and a latte, you're really just adding just enough air to just sweeten it up, and that creates this very slight, small layer of foam on top. And just for the record, how many months went by before I was allowed to touch your espresso machine? You know, I could answer with a number or I could just say that I regret letting you touch the espresso machine. (laughs) All right. Before we go today, I got one more question and that is... (laughs) I don't regret it, Ryan. I don't regret it. You were great. You can make me a latte anytime. A cappuccino, maybe not. Anyone listening, it was months. It took (laughs) months before I was allowed to touch that machine. And then we hired another person who... I love Brittany. She's a wonderful barista. I think two days she was allowed to make lattes. It was insane. You know, it rises to the top just like foam. (laughs) (laughs) You did great. Chris, every time you burn me. So my last question for today is, what is a flat white and how do we feel about them? All right. That is a great question. I have a whole lesson that I like to teach new baristas at my shop that's called, Why Does the Language in Coffee Suck? And the super condensed version is that if you order a small cappuccino in Italy, a small cappuccino in the United States, and a small cappuccino in Australia, you get three totally different drinks. In Italy, like we said, we get a five and a half ounce, third, third, third. In the US, you get a drink that's two and a half times that size and is therefore just totally tasting different. And a lot of the time it's got this stiff shaving cream type foam sitting on top and it's probably my least favorite of the three. And then in Australia, for whatever reason, they've decided to start putting cocoa powder on top of their cappuccinos. And if you order a cappuccino anywhere in Australia and likely New Zealand, you'll probably get cocoa powder on the top, which severely changes how the drink tastes. Well, it's very cool that all our different countries' cultures have influenced our coffee drinking this way and that have changed how we perceive coffee and what we order in different coffee shops. Australia and New Zealand have an awesome, awesome coffee culture down there. They really respect and appreciate coffee farmers and what it takes to get a really good cup of coffee. Hey everyone, my apologies for this interruption. While we were recording, Chris and I got interrupted, had a little bit of a wireless issue. I'm sure you can all relate to that at least a little bit, as we've all had to transition part of our life online this year due to COVID. I'm sure you've heard of it. Anyways, uh, I'm going to connect you back up with the show here. I'll give you a quick recap of what Chris was talking about and then let him take over once again. Uh, We had a little bit of technical difficulty, but Chris, you were telling me about flat whites and we talked a little bit about how the language of coffee sucks and how ordering a cappuccino in America or Italy or Australia, you're going to get three different things. And in Australia, I think we finished up where... If you order a cappuccino in Australia, you might get a little cocoa powder on it, which you're not getting anywhere else. And I think that's where we left it. Right. So, I mean, this just highlights how cultural differences have really impacted our coffee drinking. But basically in Australia and New Zealand, because they love coffee so much, they've kind of come up with their own drink called the flat white. And there's a lot of debate on what a flat white really is. Fortunately, 
There's a cool coffee website called Sprudge, S-P-R-U-D-G-E. And Sprudge did a survey of all their, uh, of all their viewers years ago um, and asked all of the Antipodean viewers to weigh in on this. And by Antipodean, I mean people from Australia and New Zealand. And they, they said, what is a flat white? And despite how much different people from Australia and New Zealand define a flat white, there were kind of a few characteristics that really were very consistent across all the answers. So that is how I define a flat white is by the consensus of this survey that was done. The consensus was that it must have a double shot of espresso. It must have a a significant amount of espresso brewed coffee in it. Um, Not a single shot. It has to have a good strength of coffee. And it must be a relatively small size, so like 10 ounces or less, anywhere from 6 to 10 is usually kind of accepted. And it must have some good micro foam on top, which is just really well steamed milk. Some people want more of a cappuccino in their flat white. Some people want more of a latte. But generally, if you've made good foam on top, not too much of it, not a super dry cappuccino that's all light, airy airy foam, but just a, a little bit on top, you know, anywhere between a latte and a cappuccino is usually okay. And you have a good, strong flavor of coffee from that double shot. Most Australians and New Zealanders will be pretty happy with that as a flat white. Other than that, every shop down there might do it a little bit differently. There's certainly no uh, Antipodean board of coffee that is regulating what exactly defines a flat white. So if you just follow those characteristics, double espresso, smaller cup, good microphone on top, that's going to be a flat white that most Australians and New Zealanders are going to be happy drinking. Very interesting. Antipodean. I don't think I've ever heard that term. I believe antipodes means opposite side of the globe. Oh, interesting. So antipodean would mean opposite side of the globe. So for most, most of us uh, Westerners, you know, Americans and Europeans... Antipodean would refer to Australia and New Zealand. So I'm not just getting coffee smarter today. I'm getting life smarter today. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for that, Chris. I always appreciate your time and for coming on the show. You know, we only have one more week of uh, getting coffee smarter together. So I'm looking forward to that. And and let's, uh, let's put all of our energies together into sending good vibes so that next week we have the best show of the year. As I'm saying that out loud, we should send those vibes back in time because we should have done the best show on the first show so that people would keep listening to get to the last show. This is going to turn into a whole thing. But either way, I'm glad you were here this week and I'll see you next week. All right. We'll see you soon, Ryan. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Roast West Coast podcast and getting coffee smarter with us today. Chris will be back next week for the last of our Coffee Smarter series in Season 1. Besides dropping all of this coffee knowledge, Chris will get into his own passion for coffee and how it has impacted his life. It's going to be a great show. If you're sitting there raging against your earpods for some excellent coffees right now, go to www.coffee-cycle.com to learn more about Chris's shop and to order some coffee. Or follow him at coffee-cycle on Instagram. And if you just let this podcast keep streaming, you're about to hear my conversation with Bev and Lynn. They are the women behind the award-winning Moster Coffee. Moster is one of the essential roasteries to know in San Diego. And besides coffee, they have an incredible record of excellent coffee and beer collaborations. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this show and encourage them to subscribe. You can find it wherever you're listening to great podcasts. 
including Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, and basically everywhere that you can listen to a great podcast. Just search for Roast West Coast. And while you're there, please consider rating and reviewing this show. It really helps a new program like this one get found. You can also follow at One Wild Life Co. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for Roast Updates. If this is the first time you've listened to this show, we are on the tail end of Season 1 and episodes with great local founders and roasters, like some of the sponsors of this show, Zumbar Coffee and Tea, Steady State Roasting, and Ironsmith Coffee, plus a bunch of Coffee Smarter shows, are already out there. Be sure to go back and listen to them. We only have a few more weeks of this season to enjoy. This episode of the Roast West Coast podcast has been produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. I hope this finds you happy, healthy, and with just enough sanity to finish out 2020. And as always, be sure to drink good coffee.